Perfect. and welcome back to the Reaction Therapy Podcast, episode number two. I am your resident psychotherapist, Tom Stevens, here with Nick, the engineer, producer, brains behind the operation, to bring you a brand new episode about the history of reaction therapy and so much more. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tom. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's both of ours. I don't know Actually, why. Actually, you're that. having me, Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, sure. anyway, but um, I'm sporting my, my college. Well, what's over here? Yep, graduated. So I decided to wear something different today. I usually just wear the same couple outfits, but I wanted to spice it up. We're both wearing a, something a little I different. I have a so, vest on. I like the vest. When yeah. you get my age and you work in an office, it's really cold. You tend to wear vests and vests, you know, that's, man, maybe I need to not have that. I don't know, but one thing I do know is that this room is not cold, so... um. Sure you'll, you'll be sweating. Very true. You'll be sweating by the yes. end of this for sure. I'm gonna try to get my thing all together okay. here while nice. Nick does it. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, today is gonna be another one of those um history of reaction therapy episodes that we're gonna talk more about the history of reaction therapy. So pumped be an about awesome this time. because people ask us or have asked us all the time about the history of how this started. Yeah. Did you plan this? How did this like come about? And it's been such a short time. I never knew. I kind of did know. You told me. Like reaction therapy channels take years to grow. And so the ones who have did millions you, of you realize ones, what you just said? Reaction therapy channels. Sorry. There's only one of those out Video there. Video reaction channels take years yep. to grow. And the, the big ones who have millions have obviously yep. been around for years. Years. And it's very hard to even get 10,000 subscribers on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, we were, we were talking the other day. I had to take my vehicle in to discount tire, if y'all know what that is, um, to, get no it, to get it looked at. Anyway, we're not sponsored by them. Maybe if, if y'all want to sponsor us. Cut that out, yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so I took my car over there, and we were just talking about kind of the reaction channels out there and like what makes each of them special and stuff like that. And we were just noticing how fast we have grown. It's amazing. Yeah, when you look at, and we're going to talk about more of the beginning, many of you have not been around since the beginning. We have our, our kind of set group of people who have been like day one people. There's a lot of people who joined January, February, March after we had been around a little bit. And that beginning was some tough sledding. And we had a lot of quick adjusting to do because I think a lot of reaction channels probably try to get just 100 subscribers and then 1,000. And then they try to creep themselves up. And even getting from 10,000 up to 20, 30,000 could take months and months. And I realized that now, but I didn't at the time. It was just overwhelming us. So I'm gonna have a good time today talking about what exactly was happening in kind of weeks two, uh, weeks three and four. We covered yeah. the first two weeks last time from the first of December to the middle. Now we're gonna cover from the middle of December to New Year's Day of 2022 and all the stuff that went down in these two weeks because it's gonna help you get a history of what was behind our thinking and also what our philosophy was and just what it was yeah. like living day to day with us. Yeah. But, you know, before cool. we talk about that, let's talk about something else. This is something that I've been wanting to talk about. And I think it's okay. going to be really cool to talk about. Sounds and good. And that is the man himself, NF. So NF. We're, ta we're talking about our history. And I think NF is a big part of the reaction therapy's history. Like that's one of the main Absolutely. artists we started with. Um, of course, Juice World and other artists are in there too. But NF is one of the ones we started with. And he supposedly was going to drop an album earlier in the year. And he hasn't yet. And we're going through the NF journey right now on our channel. So go check that out if you haven't already. Um, but I just want to talk about NF and kind of let, that, let today be his day. Kind of just to go through you know, what we've liked with NF and other things like that. So yeah, it, It's been really cool to see over six months of work of us doing these reactions to see the NF journey take place yeah. on onto song. I don't even know what, maybe 40 something at this point, yeah. but we are like, I have been able to see, and like I said, I've been to two NF concerts and probably did not soak them in the way I think I should have this last one. I did more, but I really don't know a whole lot about the beginning NF music. And so I got a really good glimpse into it with the NF journey from song number one on and boy, did I get an education from everybody out yeah, there yeah. who is an NF faithful follower of reaction ther in reaction therapy. Y'all gave me some insight into these um, Easter eggs, do they call them? Where 
it was like a a treat to seeing what had happened in the past or what's yeah. happening in the future. And I didn't know any of this. So it is so difficult, Nick, mm -hmm. to watch a video for the first time and to not know what's happening, but everybody else out everybody there else knows. Does. Like, and so it's vulnerable. It's hard for me to do that with what I do. And I'm sitting there analyzing the lyrics. And if you go back and watch my beginning videos and how horribly my facial expression and my, my entertainment value was, but I was trying so hard to focus yeah. on those lyrics and watch the video and see what I could find out. And I was trying to be too perfect. Yeah. You know, that happens. I mean, I, I it was fun for me watching you record those first ones because I knew NF like a lot. Yeah. And I knew no kind of the storyline behind it. So to see you react to it and not like figure things out, it was really cool to see that because I'm like, I'm not, you know, not the only one in my family anymore that knows about NF. Exactly. Um, so it was really cool to go along with you. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. So I'm gonna actually not going to talk about it now, but just with NF and having listening to you record those yeah. songs were pretty cool. I think it's inspiring to me to see, and I'm in the mental health field, right? So it's inspiring me to, to see someone like NF go from, the trauma, abuse, and neglect of his background being taken into basically CPS custody and being watched over by like a social worker yeah. and having the issues he had with his mom and a dad that was just, you know, the stuff he went through and to see him overcome and to see him try to practice his craft and do rap and try to be the best he can at it. And in the beginning, he'd probably say, you know, I wasn't nearly as good as I should have been. I think when I look back, but I was doing the best I could. And he kept working to be better. And so I'm inspired by people who overcome odds and who don't give up on their dreams and also who commit to following something all the way through. They're not going to let the haters, they're not going to let the doubters put them down. And so that was my inspiration with taking on NF when you said, let's do the journey, because yeah. it was quite a ride from the beginning. Yeah. What I have an interesting question that I literally just came to my mind. What do you think of all the artists that he's had on with him? Because we've now reacted to, by this time, it's out for everybody, um, Hobson and Lost, and then yeah. you have marty on grinding and you have some of the artists like sasha sloan uh -huh. i think on a couple of them that you've reacted to um so what do you think about all those and like especially there's hobson in particular that comes to mind when i think of like artists that he's had that's kind of changed the way hobson does music or at least did for that song yeah i mean two things number one it was kind of interesting to see him almost have a another artist with him but it was really him and his voice the way he does music some of those sounds he has in songs are actually him on a high-pitched voice right that's how he does it but he also has somebody who isn't even a name right that, yeah. that who was that in that one Mar marty was incredible no, i'm talking about the the one that was the girl where Sasha Sloan. yeah i yeah. mean who just literally cut a track in her yeah. house, I guess. Oh, and, no, that's that's Michaela. Michaela yeah, just incredible that's, to yeah. see that happen. Yeah, I awesome. wasn't, I mean, when it came to the grinding, I loved NF way more than, than I did the other guy just yeah. because I thought NF was more natural. I thought he was more talented and I thought he brought more energy to the show. Yeah. But, you know, when you elevate to Hobson, I mean, come on. When you, when you get to the point of doing that or Tech 9, which we'll do with the, the journey, like, come on. That's like a whole nother level. And for them to give respect to him enough to not use profanity on their songs with him is very deep respect because I think it made the song more NF-like. Yeah, and I also exactly. think it elevated NF's game on each one of those songs. I'm not kidding. I feel like he brought it to a whole new level. Yeah, he really does. So cool. um, and it is that, that, that point that you just made. He, NF really does bring it to another level when he has another artist on the song, and it's really cool, especially you'll get to the Tech 9 song that NF had on its mixtape. That song is crazy mm -hmm. because NF just completely kind of goes with Tech 9, his flow, and kind of just yeah. goes with that, and it's amazing to see NF kind of blossom into different things. He's so versatile. That's yeah. another thing that really pops out to me. When he did the mixtape, like that just completely convinced me that he can go at all angles. He's basically okay. saying, I'm going to cover everything. I'm going to show you I can do everything. So yeah. don't even tell me I'm a one-trick pony anymore, as he says. And I believe in athletes. They regress to the mean many times. There are yeah. athletes who, if you're on a bad team, you tend to your talent tends to, tends to go down. But let's take basketball and Michael Jordan. He elevated people to his level. He elevated people up. He didn't go down to the level of his teammates. Yeah. 
true. I believe NF is that way. He gets talent around him and he elevates to an even higher level. So he does not go regress to the mean and back down. He just keeps getting better and better, man. That guy's crazy. And I, that's I'm so excited for when he drops an album because I know no it's going to come soon. I know he just had his first child, which is crazy. Yep. Um, he's Congrats. a dad now. So that's amazing for him. Uh, but I'm so excited to hear this music because yeah. I've heard snippets of it on Instagram and stuff like that. But I'm when it drops, it's going to be fun. You know, people have asked me about interviewing people and I've, yeah. I've mentioned questions I would ask different artists like Eminem. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say with NF, you know, one of the questions I would ask, which I'm not going to be your standard interviewer, right? Because I'm just a mental health professional who, who really cares about people's relationships and how they grew up. I would want to know from NF, like, who is it you're trying to be day to day as a father? and a husband that you never saw modeled to you. Like yeah. you're having to be somebody, cause I know you don't want to be what you grew up with, but you're having to be somebody that's completely different than you grew up with. And what is it, who is it you're trying to be that's different than anything you saw? And secondly, the backup of that is, what is the most difficult thing about being a father and a husband? Those are both father and a husband that you never anticipated. Mm. And so, I put those out there and y'all, maybe he'll hear that. And maybe he'll maybe. say, man, these guys have some questions, Yeah, but they're meant for deeper questions about, look, just to be vulnerable and to yeah. put that out there that, uh, these aren't just pat questions, but I've got more, Yeah, but I want maybe someday, Nick, we could be sitting here interviewing him. That would be awesome. Well, we wouldn't man. be sitting here. We'd actually probably have to go to where yeah, he Yeah, we would have to go where he is. I'd be yeah, happy to sure. do that. By yeah. The way. He lives in uh, Tennessee. So it'd be, be funny. Well, there. let's go. Um, but yeah, Tom's never going to run out of questions. That's one thing with that's him. Right. We talked about it last, last episode actually that's with anxiety. Right. Uh, Tom never runs out of questions yeah. and never runs out of things we to can say. Talk. So speaking of that, let's move on to the next topic. Let's keep it going. Uh, so you, continuing kind of on with this about NF, uh, we're going to include Juice World in this too, because they were the two main artists we started with. Yeah. Everybody said, you only do NF and Juice World. We have totally mixed that up now. Over like 60, 70 artists we've reacted mm -hmm. to at this point. So go check In that six out. Months. Yeah, I mean, we react to a lot of different artists like Billie Eilish, Morgan Wallen, you know, Bo Lil Burnham, P, Bo Burnham Harry Mack. Like, there's so many different artists we've reacted to. So if you're interested, go check Morgan it out. Pilots. Yeah, and Suicide also Boys, Lil so, Peep. Let's just keep going. We can keep going, and also some of those are on Patreon, and you won't see it on YouTube. So if you want to see this episode a week early, or you can see an extra episode that we do, that's really cool. Those will all be on Patreon as well as a 21 Pilots journey is on there. Um, you get extra music, extra content. So it's a really good place to go. Yeah, especially so. if you just want to support what we do, support yeah. our mission to spread mental health awareness to the world through music That's and lyrics, fair. to support Nick and I and what we're doing. Because it is, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of resources to make this happen. Yeah. And it really is encouraging and allows us more freedom to do this if there's more support. Patreon's a great, great place to do that. And Absolutely. you get so much bonus in terms of content that doesn't get to YouTube and also getting this show a week early, every single week, plus a bonus show. That would be yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, my question for you is what is your favorite so far, your favorite NF song and your favorite juice roll song that we have? Well, I had anticipated this. You told me this was coming. So I yeah. went ahead and looked and I went back. This is what I did. I went back to December since we're talking about the yeah. very beginning, very you know, in the beginning chapter two here today. I went back to this time period we're going to talk about today and a couple of songs that we reacted to during this this last two weeks oh, okay. of December See last year with Juice World. The two that stood out to me was number one, Rich and Blind, and number two, Fast. And those mm -hmm. two, and I think the reason that they did... Are you reading my mind? Was because, No. Was because of them being upbeat and them having a different flair for me. I feel like in the beginning with Juice World, so many of the songs were heavy and dark True. and depressing and burn, you know, and just like, just wishing well. And I was really down. And then, you know, not to mention our video quality, our lighting, our sound, everything was rough. And we made the transition actually with Rich and Blind on Christmas Eve. I noticed we had a video up here in this studio for the first time. And it was really cool to finally make the shift out of the dining room and into the guest room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but rich and blind and fast for mine for juice. Yeah. Well, you you know this, and so you probably know this after you already said it. My favorite juice world song is fast, like of all time. Oh, man. And I've listened I to more fast, fast, I listen to more songs than you've reacted to of juice. Yeah. 
That and is fast good. is my all-time favorite. It's just it gets me going. I don't it know what it is, but it just has facts. a good beat. Uh, yeah. It's true that time is moving fast, and yeah. there's no no stopping it. So live life to the fullest, I guess. But um, so fast is my favorite song, um, and I'll say my favorite NF song, okay. and then you can do yours. Yeah. My favorite NF song is well, it's hard because I have a lot of NF songs that I love. Like if you asked me to recite NF songs, I probably could do a lot of them. Just I've listened to so much NF. Whenever I hear it, I just start singing along to it because I know everything basically but my favorite song i think would probably be real um that's my favorite nf song also start over i mentioned that's not technically nf song but he's features on it so i'm not going to count that but start over maybe one of my favorite songs of all time right now um but real i think would definitely be my favorite nf song yeah again i went back to the time period we're talking about today tried to follow the assignment in the last two weeks of december so this isn't counting all the new nf stuff uh, because boy, it's like every single song that NF does, I think is the best. Like yeah. I just recently reacted to "That's a Joke." Yes, and that's my that is I think the best NF song ever written because it's the latest one I did, and his talent at getting me pumped up hit a peak in that show. But I'll tell you, I, I shouldn't say "That's a Joke" was the last one I did because just just the other day I did uh, "Layers." Right. That was the best NF song. So I keep saying that, right? But the two from that Ever time so. period that I keyed in on were Notepad and uh, Wake Up. Man. And Wake Up with the amazing video that, that was video. so symbolic yeah. of things Crazy. and it's time to wake up and realize things. Yeah. And then Notepad to me was the key. I'm a therapist, right? So I got a pen, I got a notepad, I take notes <laughs> during session. That's true. The fact that he sits and talks to his notepad. Yeah about the journey they've been on together. Like it's you and me. This was like a personal relationship with his notepad that he was writing these lyrics on. It was phenomenally genius. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Incredible. I I also put this down. I don't know if you wrote any of this down, but I asked you to kind of mention your favorite like lyrics that you have from them. If you have any favorite like line that either of them have said or if, can't really think of it. It's, it's not easy to I'm think of it. Think but. Of. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really hard. I don't think I can think of. It. I think my ADD must be getting in the way because yeah. I can't really recall specific lyrics. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and say mine because I have say a it because it's probably my favorite. Um. So NF's favorite line, and also Crip just reacted to this to real the other day that I watched, and he said it was his favorite line too. I'm like, no way, he stole that from me. But uh, my favorite line is in real, um, and it is, if God ain't real, real isn't. Yep. That's been on my Instagram profile for yep. the last, like, four years. Right. It's my favorite line just because it's so true. If God ain't real, real yeah. isn't. Like, real is not a thing if God isn't that. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy, crazy good. And then just start over that whole that whole message of, like, you know, we can all start over. Like, yeah. we can all... Like Jesus carried the cross for us and yeah. we can all start over and mm-hmm. such a great message. So those have been my two favorite. I don't know that I have a favorite juice world line. Um trying to think of it. I'm trying to think of what it would be, but yeah. Yeah. Other yeah, than everybody's got their demons, everybody's got their vices. It's true. There is something in Juice World that I thought of. So if true. I if I hear if I think of it later, I'll mention it. But I know there's something I had in mind, but I can't remember now. So I like the one in that song where he's like, um, Look at the bank account. Look at the cash yeah. amount. And then he's like, something about you owe me money or something. And then he's like, forget that. It. You can keep it. I'm rich. I'm rich. I just yeah. love how he playfully does that. And then in that one video, he's on a plane with like regular people just in the plane flying around. It's just too yeah. funny. Yeah. The other, I remembered another um, NF one. I have a lot of NFs just because I really to him a lot. Um, NFs and... Um, Man, what was that song called? It was not just like you. It's uh Prideful. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Remember this and Prideful are two of his songs that sound very similar, but that's yeah. kind of off topic. Prideful, um, and I mentioned this to you the other day, we heard it in the car. Prideful, it says, Don't stop telling me to dip stop telling me to drown in water you won't dip your feet in or something. Oh like that. yes. So it's like don't tell me to do this if you won't even touch like barely even uh-huh. touch it. So yeah. Anyway, that's kind of 
I just thought that'd be cool to just talk about kind of our favorite it, lines. It's but. really cool to hear specific lines and what they mean to different people. Yeah. Like I would pull out a couple of 21 Pilots songs, number one, yeah. Car Radio, and number two, Migraine. There are lots of them I love with them, but when yeah. I hear those, I think of Car Radio, and for me, it can mean anything, but it can mean just kind of my, my self-worth and my identity. And when somebody steals that and takes that from me, whether it's through pain or whether it's through just treating me a certain way or whatever, I feel like meaningless and identity less, but also the migraine piece of like, I feel like in somewhere in there, he said, you know, Fridays are, are amazing and Sundays are, are terrible. It's something about yeah. the Fridays and Sundays. Yeah. I relate to those when I see it because he's speaking my language in terms of, you know, faith and in terms of belief in yeah. life itself. Uh, so deep anyway. Yeah. Actually those. in that migraine song, he says, that Sundays are suicide days. Yes. That's, Great. that's, right. fine. that's intense. Yep. So, yeah. Well, Very um, intense. Truthful for yeah. him. Well, that was a cool topic. I just thought yeah. we would talk about that. But let's that get awesome. into the main event. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So I'll kind of lead us in, I guess. So last time we talked about from the beginning, like the very first day, all the way until around the 5K live stream. And that was, I looked it up around December Seventeenth ish, eighteenth. I think yep, it was eighteenth. So it's been right around there. Yep. Um, and I looked it up. We had just over seventy five hundred subscribers when we did that last year. Really? So cool. I think we we got five k, and then it was kind of on a bad day, and we had to so wait in fourteen and fifteen days or so. Yeah. Good. So, and I have a couple of stats that I'll mention later. About awesome. What kind of what we got to? Yeah. But so we started after that five k live stream. I think we were pretty exhausted i remember that night we were like it was yeah. like two hours we were so exhausted we were really happy though i think yeah. we thought it went really well people and like, showed up yeah people showed we did up a couple live reactions on the spot it's true so that was a really good time um so what kind of what do you remember after the 5k live stream that kind of like we did to kind i of remember okay it? this is a good glimpse for people who have been around the entire time because you have you weren't seeing behind the scenes and people who are new here, who haven't seen Reaction Therapy and are just, if you want to know the history of us and where we come from and what exactly happened here, because you can come on and you can see, wow, this channel has 130,000 subscribers. Looks like a pretty solid channel. It's got lots of video reactions. But to stop and think, okay, wait a minute, this has been done in six months and this is grassroots. Like this hasn't been a big marketing campaign. This hasn't been a, a big high funded project that it's a dad and a son doing this. And it's really something to put it in perspective. I felt after the 5k live stream, okay, now I felt responsibility, not in terms of like, I have to do something, but I honestly felt like Nick, people were depending on us. Yeah. And when I saw the comments, not just the views, but the comments from people, I felt like, whoa, just me being myself and doing what I do at the office every day on camera is meaning something to people. And I feel like they want more of this. And mind you, at this point, we were literally recording day by day. So we were recording one day to put it out the next day. I would record a video. Nick would have to go in and edit it to try to get it out the next day. And so it was very difficult to actually make anything happen uh, quickly because at this point now, we try to record a week or two ahead of time. Yeah. And uh, we can actually have a little bit of cushion because I'll record three, four videos at a time. Back then, we were recording day by day on a regular computer that was barely functioning, and I had to do it in between my schedule, and it was the holidays. Yeah. And I think I felt initially, honestly, myself, pressure yeah. that, wow, oh, people really are depending on this. And you remember me saying, I've got to respond to every comment, Nick. Yeah. And you're like... Wow, that... Yeah, I... <laughs> I for sure got onto you for that. And but it's who I am. Like I, I don't want to leave people out. And I totally respect Nick, that. When we I were totally preparing for this show, yeah. I went back to the videos from December yeah. and I literally while you were prepping mm -hmm. was responding to comments really? from those beginning wow. episodes that people have done that I didn't even see yeah. from months ago. Yeah, and it's crazy because so back sad. then when we had seventy five hundred subscribers, um, you felt pressure to respond to every comment. And obviously now with how big we are, it's impossible. Like, yeah. It's just not possible to respond to every yeah. single comment as we get, you know, anywhere from a hundred to a thousand yes. comments on each video. And it's just impossible to take yeah. way too much time. But back then it was manageable and it was a lot, but it was manageable. 50 comments. And, yeah. and that's kind of just, you pride yourself on commenting yeah. to everybody. And I think 
that's really how people were like, this guy really cares yeah. about it. And even Mind though I you, can, you can attest, I comment. I'm the one. A lot of people say, is this Nick? Like, no, it's all you. It's all you. It's me. Yeah. I don't usually respond to, I'll look through them every now and then, but really I have a lot other, a lot yeah. of other stuff going on where I just don't have time for that. But I think now looking back, I shouldn't have got as, shouldn't have been as hard on you on that because I think that's really why people decided to stick around yeah. and really, because it's very rare when you see YouTubers comment back to you. Like, I remember Nick one day saying, dad laid back has said with this specific video, anybody who leaves a comment, I will give a heart to that yeah. comment. <laughs> and he was so excited that he left a comment and that laid back actually yeah. hearted that comment. comment. Yeah. And that meant the world to Nick. And yeah. I thought, wait a minute, I want to go beyond Hardy. I want to at least try to comment to people because sometimes they're real personal comments. Like, thank you for doing this. And that means so much. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, especially with kind of the area we're in of mental health, how many comments we actually see that really are meaningful yes. and like yeah. people are going through some real stuff yep. that, you know, we've helped with. And that's just crazy. And yeah. I think definitely back at the beginning when we could comment, to every single comment it definitely helped people out and i think it still does today well do you remember our talks in the beginning like obviously we'll admit it like pretty much it was juice world and nf in the beginning at least for the first few weeks yeah uh, it shifted during week three but we we pretty much stayed with them because that yeah. was number one consistent mm -hmm. and it was number two who nick you could pull from yeah and you knew nf very well and you could figure out juice world and the popular songs but we initially i know started talking like okay what are we going to do now? Because we didn't think about that. We literally didn't think past week one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we were we were flying by the seat of our pants and we were going day by day like It was like, said. do we just keep doing a video every day like this? Do we change something up? And you had the steering of the ship. I remember just saying, yeah. you know, it's up to you to figure out what we need to put out and I'll sit down on the seat and record. And if y'all go back and look at the videos, we're sitting in the dining room. I've got this thing in the background that makes it look like I'm wearing some kind of Tierra hat. And it, I didn't even notice it, honestly, at the beginning until my wife saw it. Yeah. And then we shifted things around. But uh, there was pressure on you oh, uh, to be able to Absolutely. move forward. Like, what's next? We were growing about 500 people a day at that point. Yeah. And that was pretty significant. Yeah, it really was. Um, And just speaking on that fact that I, I, it was hard to think of, like, do we upload every day? Do we upload twice a day? Like, what are other reactors doing? But also we want to be ourselves and we don't want to copy. So it, it was really hard at the beginning, especially it's like, I know we're not going to run out of songs, but it's like, what songs do I put out? There wasn't a Google sheet back then. Like there was not a place like now you can go in the link in the description and click on the Google doc and, or it's actually called a Google sheet. I don't know why I keep saying yeah. Google doc. It's a Google sheet that, um, well, it's a Google form technically that you all fill out anyway. It doesn't matter. There, it's in the link in our description. If you want a song request, go there. But we didn't have that back then. It was just literally me reading comments and looking. And I remember yep. at the very beginning, this is one thing I remember, is we decided kind of to have a, eventually to have a schedule. And that mm -hmm. was around, I think around this time, like week three, week four. Yep. I'm like, we got to get some kind of schedule mm -hmm. to where we can upload yep. consistently and like people know what's happening. We don't have that schedule today, but we did back then because it was something we needed to do. Yes. That's when we started. Like for me, it was starting to figure out the balance of time. Yeah, uh, I was sure. starting to get more comfortable. If you look at videos, definitely not like I am now, but <laughs> I was more comfortable, especially once we moved up into this room. Yeah. And I remember we had done, let's see, I'd written them down, obviously, uh, because I've done notes today to prepare. But we did 21 pilots. That's when we did the car radio. Uh, we did Sick World, we did Mac Miller, X, Hobson, Bieber, all of those before. This was in that that last couple of weeks of December. Yeah. So before December was up, before our first month it even happened, we had reacted to a lot of different people. And that X video, which was Jocelyn Flores, has literally the most videos. I got 658,000 yeah, views to at this point. And let me tell you, these videos were not well done. Like we, no, we were not. trying the best we could, but we didn't have the equipment we needed. No. And it yeah. was, it was, we were trying our best to make it look decent. I will say for the Jocelyn Flores video, whenever I can't, I think that came out Christmas day. I want to say that was towards the end of um, December. Mm -hmm. 
that we did have OBS for that. I remember that because you can just tell, you can tell very obviously yeah. if you look at our videos from the very beginning, what videos we recorded on OBS and which yeah. ones we did not. So it's pretty clear. We So in this time period, we found OBS finally. And I'm so thankful um, for the help I got on that because that was, that was a huge help. But um, yeah, learning OBS is a whole nother story we can just completely go into for y'all who don't know OBS or do know OBS. It's complicated at the beginning and I had to learn all of it. So, And I think one of the things that I struggled with, I like to please people and make people happy. I'm very customer service oriented. Yes, yeah. So to see all the comments I had and to know I couldn't do all the reactions people were asking for was brutally hard. To know that I had to trust Nick to just, let's let's be consistent. Let's put out a schedule that we can do and manage and let's put out artists that we know are balanced that, that cover what we wanna cover. Because we were trying to focus on mental health, but we still hadn't honed totally in on that yet. We were yeah. overwhelmed. And I think a lot of people were asking for music all over the place, especially unreleased music, which by the way, I didn't even know what unreleased music was. Yeah, like what I, is- I was like, well, let's just do this song. And you were yeah. like, well, that one's unreleased. So what does that mean? That means it's not out yet. So it's kind of illegal to do it. You're not supposed to do it. But why is it on YouTube? How come I can't? It I was a very it's big crazy. learning curve for me. And yeah. I wanted to do songs that y'all asked for but we couldn't do all of them because there were too many that were coming in. And so as a therapist, I'm going to work every day. I'm seeing my clients, I'm coming home and Nick has a schedule set and I have to record at night. And we took a lot of days over that holiday between you and me late nights trying to record and get this done. Yeah. And it was kind of either we just back off and do like one every three days and just kind of have fun or it was, let's do this regular and see what it does. No, but yeah, from the very beginning, we have uploaded every day. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's been a day that's come by where we haven't. We contemplated. Yeah. We thought about it, but your your kind of vision all along has been, if you want to do this right, you need yeah. to do it every day. But I think even you back in December would have said, you know what? If we can get to 10,000 subscribers, maybe in six months or before we really saw it, you'd be like, that's a miracle. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, and the thought of getting a hundred thousand subscribers uh, when no people way. were kind of saying, man, by the end of 2022, you're going to have like 50,000 subscribers. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And here we were way quicker than that. I mean, yeah. Like so. uh, it, that gets kind of pushed under the rug. Like that's something that's not really talked about is how, you know, we're here sitting here today at 130, whatever thousand subscribers back then. That wasn't a thing. Like, that's not what we were thinking about at all. We were just putting it out. We got, you know, first video, obviously, yeah. we got like 100 views. And we're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then, you know, it just kept going and going bigger and bigger. And we're like, maybe we can get, you know, let's, maybe we could get like 10,000. That'd be amazing. And, you know, it's just amazing how yeah. far we grew so quickly. It's yeah, incredible. And the contact with y'all was awesome. I just yeah, had a blast awesome. being able to do what I love to do and learn music that I had no idea what it was about. And to, to hear, like to be receptive to y'all, to hear what people had to say about it. Like I learned, there's been multiple videos that, and you've seen it, yeah. that I watched the wrong video. I watched a lyric video instead of the actual video, whatever. That's and I got yeah. tons of comments. Yeah. You watched the wrong thing. And I've gone back and corrected that. And I've appreciated how kind Everybody at Reaction Therapy is to say kudos to you for going back. Because look, what is this channel unless we listen to you? What is this channel unless we have support? Like it's just the two of us sitting here doing this. And we want to do this for people and give them what they want. So we're doing our best to like feed the community everything that they want. And that in the beginning was always what we had fun doing. Like let's do things people want. And let's, you, you remember like if we go into the real deep part of the end of December, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we started to have thoughts of, well, let's mix it up. Let's not do what all the other reactors do, yes. right? So then we had this one grand idea. Oh, well, you had the grand idea and I just said, okay, it's going to be a lot, a lot of work, but I'll do it. That. You know, like, are you sure you want to do I this? Remember, I remember when you said it, I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Are we really going to do this? So do you want me to tell them what tell we them. did? I mean, y'all know if y'all are been around at all die hard reaction therapy fans yeah Yeah. so we decided really tom did we were going to do something special for new year's um he's we put polls out and we decided to release five reactions in one day 
on New Year's. New Year's spread, spread out throughout the day. Like we started at 10 a.m., noon, 12, two, yep. 2, 4, and 6. So every two hours, we would have a reaction. And you told me this, like, literally probably two days before. Yep. And I'm like, well, that's five videos I got to edit and put out. And that's going to be a lot of work because back then, I mean, still my computer to this yeah. day that we actually, the computer I have now is a computer we started when we recorded at the beginning. And then that's still the computer I edit with today. It's not a great editing computer. It The fan runs on it. I've probably said that before really loud. And so for me to edit five videos, it takes a long time. And I'm like, well. All right, let's do it. And I think it was a huge success. I think yeah. it really, it really worked. It it went big, and yeah. um, it was really cool to see just every single yeah. two hours to get on there and kind of just watch the videos yeah. with you. All was really cool. The point of that was to do something different, to give almost a present in a way yeah. to everybody who is watching. Like we want to do something different that surprises you, shocks you, and that you just it is bigger than what you're used to. And we we consistently have done that. Throughout, And we'll talk about that as we move through the history of reaction therapy and how we grew, because we always want to to kind of switch things up and to keep everybody excited about what's coming next. That's how the idea of this podcast came is, hey, wait a minute, we can do reactions all day long, but people don't get to hear from us about how we feel about something. What's our opinion on particular artists? What's our plan and how we schedule things? Yeah. And how did all of this come about? Like, how did we do a New Year's Day? Um, did we do a live stream then too? Maybe uh, a New I think Year's we did Eve New live stream. Eve, yeah. And to be able to create all that, like, I have tons of ideas. Mm-hmm. Nick is the one that's like, yeah, I'm not really sure that's that's really possible. And we'd have <laughs> to change it and work it. But yeah. for me, I'm like, well, let's try it. Let's yeah. do it. You're definitely the idea guy. And yeah. then I'm the guy who's like, yes, or, you know, I don't think that's really I know. the best idea. Yeah. So it makes a great team, though. Um, and if you want to see uh, us being a great team, the Dynamic Duo was our last um, reaction therapy Patreon only podcast. So go check that yeah. out. I know I'm pulling in a lot, but it's it's a really cool. You'll episode. hear more about us and that, yeah. that extra little bonus feature on yeah. Patreon because we want to tell y'all like almost what it's. People who are on the inner circle in Patreon, a very select group at the top, you know, the very top tier of Patreon, those people we talk to personally face-to-face every single month. So I get to know them. I know where they are, who they are, what they like. And it's like, it is a solid friendship and a community. And that's what we want more of. And that's why we're doing this. So you can hear more about us and and how we think every day instead of just this um, that's in front of here doing reactions. Yeah. So anything else on kind of the all the way through January? I had a blast. I will tell you this as a tidbit going into the next time, which is not the next episode, but the next time we actually cover the history. Yeah. This was the point where we reached an entirely new level. So when we got to New Year's Day, and I will tell you this as kind of a hint moving Mm. into the next time. I'll hint. The month of January 2022 we averaged over a thousand subscribers every single day for that entire month. We were yep. over 30,000 subscribers for the month of January in 2022. And up to January, I think we had uh, right at 20,000 close to it in that month of December. I mean, I got the facts. I'll yeah. let you know in a second. Yeah. Let's so go. that was the point. If you look at the charting of our history, December was kind of pretty steady with about 500, 500 people yep. a day. And then all of a sudden in January, it boom, boom. and we just took Absolutely. off yeah. and that's what changed it. So we almost have these different phases that we've been in. Oh, yeah. totally. And something else happened in January that yeah, will be on it. the, well, I'll say it on the next, the next episode also, because it was a big kind of shock to our system that we had to deal with, but I'll, I'll tell you all that next time. But the fact is I looked it up. So we started the live stream, 5k live stream at 7,500, 7,600. Um, January 31st, so basically from when we started all the way through, um, sorry, not January, what am I saying? December 31st, so the month of December, yeah. we ended up with 17,600, so 17, a little less than 20, we gained 10,000 from the 5K live stream to the New Year's live stream. In 28 days, very good. Yeah, so that those are the facts there, but anyway, so that was pretty cool, that was yeah. a pretty cool little topic. That was fun, what a great memory. And, and as you piece these together, you're going to hear exactly how the growth happened and, and how the, it's almost like NF, right? 
NF at the very beginning, you look at his videos, it's like, or his songs, very primitive, good, very good. But the quality, the production, everything was very different. And when yeah. you look at him now, let's take the Hobson uh, video or something that's current, the production level, the quality, the professionalism, all completely different. And, and you'll see the growth with us with that too, as we go to January and February. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into our next little uh, segment here. Let's We're going to take it. some questions. So I asked y'all actually earlier today as our yes. About some questions y'all had, and I oh, apologize. questions today. I didn't get to read any. I, actually, oh. yeah, and I didn't either. I apologize. So I'm gonna have to kind of read these because I. That's so great of y'all to to leave questions. I really love that. Yeah. So this first question comes from Brandon. He says, "By the way, just FYI, these questions because we we don't say it. It's up on the screen a lot. Yeah. But we have we have YouTube reaction therapy. We have Instagram reaction therapy. We have TikTok." <laughs> Go to TikTok now because we're growing over there too. And Heck I have yeah. just went out and did a live stream on TikTok. And sometimes I'll pull requests off of there. So y'all go follow TikTok. You never know. It's a way better chance to get a request than it is on YouTube. Yes. And you never know when I'll pop on live and maybe able to. And we'll talk about other mental health, by the way, Nick. We're going to talk about like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Mm. Talk about Uvalde school shooting that happened. We're going to talk about current mental health topics on there that we don't talk about here. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really cool. All right. So, so go follow all those. Yes, absolutely. Um, there are links in the description. They're up on the all screen. They're everywhere. So Brandon says, as someone who's struggled and is struggling with addiction on various fronts, he would be curious to know your thoughts. How do I truly know when I've overcome my addiction? Well, the mental health person would say you never overcome an addiction. You know, you work on recovery. There's never a cure. So when you're in addiction, you know, there's there's the stages, right? Okay, there's experimentation of a substance or, or something that, that's addictive created that can be addicted to. There's the experimental phase. That's when people are just trying something. Then you leap over after that to the, um, to the problem phase. And once you've got to experiment, that's like teenagers going out partying and having fun. The problem phase is when, wow, you're kind of hitting it hard here and you're getting into trouble because you're, you're late for work and you are using at different times of the day and kind of risking more. After the problem phase comes a line and the line in the sand is the addiction. Once you are in the problem phase, you can go back to not being an addict at all, okay? You can cure that, erase it, get out of it. That's like the person who parties in college, but then they just kind of stop, settle down, get married, have kids and they're fine. Once you cross the line and you become an addict, that's just like the old saying goes, once you're a pickle, you can't go back and be a cucumber, right? Cucumbers this way. And once it's cooked, it becomes a pickle and a pickle is not a cucumber anymore. And they use that in 12 step to say, you can't go back. So once you're an addict, you can recover and you can work on recovery. And that's important. And through solid recovery comes serenity in time. But once you are an addict, you actually have to work on maintaining your sobriety from whatever that substance is. So how you know, and I'll tell people this all the time, it's like a roller coaster goes up and goes down. Every day, say you're using drugs, every day you stop using drugs, you the second day, third day, fourth day, you are more likely to use every day more than the day before, Yeah, believe it or not. Once you stop, you're not less likely to use, you're more likely, and it keeps getting higher, more likely, more likely until you reach a point where you're actually less likely. That's when you've read enough recovery and abstinence that you're actually now less likely. So somebody who really works on their life and they're six, 12, 18, 24 months down the road, and they've really done a good job, they become less likely to use when problems okay. happen. Yeah, um, he, his next part of the question actually has to do with that. He said, it's been about a year and a half since he's given into his vices, but he wants to know that he, well, he says he's figured out that you truly overcome an addiction when you stop counting the days that since you've last used. Yes. Um, so he wants to know, does this mean he's still fighting or is he truly over it? You don't have to still be fighting. I mean, I've seen many people who've gone to 12 step programs and then don't go back to 12 step programs in time and live wonderful lives. But I also know people who believe that once you stop doing a 12 step program, you're going to go right back and be addicted again. I don't tend to believe that myself, but what happens is yes, as your priorities in life, and you recover well, and your priorities become less about acting out and using and getting back into those vices again, and you have healthier coping skills, you're actually thinking less about them. If you're an alcoholic and you recover and you live a great life and you go into a bar for an office party 
and everybody's drinking and you don't drink anymore, you're not triggered by these other people drinking. You're not feeling like you need to drink. You're not feeling like you're forced to drink because you're not a part of the group. You're feeling like, you know what? My life's a whole lot better not drinking. So I'm just going to kind of get my Diet Coke over here and sit down and drink and, and have a good time with what I have. But yes, you're exactly right, Brandon. When you get to the point where it is not in your cortex, it's not in the front of your brain anymore, you are becoming recovered. And I don't know what your recovery has been, but your coping skills should change. If you quit using, if you quit, if you get an addiction and you work on it, you want your coping skills to change. How are you adjusting? Because when problems hit people's lives, that's when they go escape, act out, and go do something that they're not supposed to do or, or will regret doing. So it's very well said. Yes. Cool. Well, the next question comes from our friend, Zach. He says, this goes for both of us. Will you ever be officially satisfied with gaining the amount of followers you have gained? And what will determine your satisfaction when it comes to the amount of followers and work you have gained and put in? A lot of question, but <laughs> well, basically, will we ever be satisfied well, by the amount of covers we have? And this is for you too. Yeah. I am totally satisfied where we're at now. The challenge that I have has always been, is this what this is supposed to be? Like I have my job, I have my career. Like I can literally do my work. I feel so blessed because I'm not a 20 something year old YouTuber that's trying to make my entire career on doing this. I can't imagine the pressure. I have a career. I'm, I'm old enough now that I'm on the downward slide of like, you know, 10 more years of doing what I do. And then I should be able to kind of retire or really slow down and, and enjoy life and, and have a good time and hopefully enjoy my grandkids and stuff like that as they come. But I, I would love to do this more. I would love to do this differently, like the podcast and like interviewing different artists and, and watching different shows or programs or documentaries and commenting on those because of my profession. I think I bring a different element to reactions. And so with that, I want to use the skill or craft I have. And so I am totally satisfied. In fact, when, to be totally honest with y'all, if I'm going to really let it out there, the hundred thousand did it for me. Okay. Like when this silver button was, was achieved that hit every goal and milestone I could think of. And, yeah. and I think maybe it's not the best way to look at it looking back, but it was almost a group effort with everybody at yeah, reaction therapy sure. and everybody subscribing. Like we are moving in a direction so cool yeah. that that actually let me sit back. It's like winning a championship in the NBA, right? Sure. I'm totally satisfied now. Sure. I'd like to keep going and I'd like to keep growing. You know why? Yeah. Because we're talking to more people Yeah. and I would love to have less of my job at work and more of this if I could, because I love doing this. I love talking to more people. I've said it before, yes, that I can affect a limited number of people in my office with what I do, you know, per week. There's only so many hours in the week. I can impact change to thousands of people out there in totally. the world by the videos we do and these shows. So I would rather do this because it spreads what I do out there. And so when people talk about either paying for something or Patreon subscription or whatever, it's a part of what helps us do more of what we can do to impact the world, especially when it comes to mental health. Yeah. So I'm totally satisfied. Okay. Well, I'm also satisfied, but in a different way. Right. Because you're a different age and you have a yeah. different mindset it's, with reaction totally, therapy. It's totally different for me. Um, I don't currently have any job except for this. I am actively looking for one because I don't know what this is going to do. And I don't know how, how long we're going to be able to do this where, because obviously you know, I hate saying this. I have to get paid. I have, to, I mean, I have a college degree. I'm going to have to, yeah, I have loans yeah. to pay off. Like that's the fact for me right now. But saying that I am satisfied with what we've done, but I think I, I'm a thinker that I always say we can go further. I always think we can go further with it. I think we can keep pushing whenever Tom says, Oh, I don't think we can, you know, I don't, let's just not do it. I'm like, no, we got to do it. Like we'll, we'll figure it out. And you know, that's kind of my mindset. And so for me, looking at it, I'm like, yeah, I'm satisfied and I'm happy where we are, but I think we can go a lot further and I think we can do a lot better and I think we can always get better. And so that's kind of my mindset on this, but also on, on life in yeah. general, I think it can always get better. And so. I will say that you and I are very strong. This is our family dynamic at focusing on doing something. If we're going to do it, do it the best we can. Yeah. Don't just halfway Absolutely. do this. Yeah. Like, so we did the best we could in December. 
It was all we had with what yeah. we had. We didn't expect it to be anything. Yeah. And as it grew, I invested in it, new computer, new equipment, new everything. And we have put time and effort into this while Nick's at school, I'm working. And we are, we are bent on doing the best we can with what we have. So we are putting out the best product we can. It's not as good as it will be three months from now, but it's better than it was three months ago. And, and yep. we will just keep looking forward for what's going to come next. What was the second part of his question? About uh, just satisfied? What will, you, what will determine your satisfaction when it comes to the amount of followers and work you've gained and put in? What will determine the satisfaction? I think yeah. it already is determined that yeah. we have seen the support is out there. When I see people put in comments oh, man. that their life is yeah, different or totally. that they are living today because of these reactions, I am so blown away. And when I talk to people in the inner circle of Patreon, I just wish I could talk to every single person on Patreon. Because when I talk to y'all on person, YouTube or even people on YouTube <laughs> yeah. during live streams, if I could see your face and talk to you, yeah. like it, it, it's a relationship. I get to know people and we laugh and we tell stories and we talk about life. It's fun. And I want to do more of that. I want to yeah. have meet and greets when we go oh, different places yeah. and, and have a chance to meet people that have been around and, and heard what we've done. Yeah. And I mean, you didn't even mention this part, but even just with the world, the way it is now, I mean, yeah. people can be so just rude and mean. Yeah. And I think we give like a, good we give good energy a good vibe and i think that's part of why people like us and why we like other people because everybody's so friendly on our channel like everybody yeah. in the comments are always very friendly to each other looking to help even in the discord that's one thing in the yeah. discord it's really a good family over there yeah we can have arguments and stuff like yeah. that that's part of that's part of life everybody does but how how helpful people are we even have yeah. different um channels i guess they're yeah. called on discord where people like can go there to vent and have other people listen and help them. And that's such a great thing. And well, and when, you, so when you're considering a Discord server in this short period of time, few months, that yeah. has over 2,000 people in it, that it's hard to manage a group. You get 2,000 people yeah. together. It's hard for everybody just to have a wonderful time all the time. There are issues yeah. that go on. Absolutely. But everybody's there for a particular purpose, which is let's support each other. And that's my mission and goal in life. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so one more question before we go. What, this is from Robin, what is the one lesson you've taken away from your experience here on YouTube and other forms of media? That one lesson. One lesson, is this for both of us or just for me? I'll answer it, but you go okay. first. I go first? I, I gotta think, okay. I can't think right now. There's a lot of lessons I've learned as time's gone on with this, and it's been a sobering experience for me. Like this. This has put me out in the limelight more than I ever thought. I mean, I love speaking in public and speaking with people, but this has exposed me in a way where I, I do these reactions and, you know, I, I think uh, the thing that has grown me up or taught me the most has been looking at different comments and different uh, negative views from people that I have to not spend so much energy on. Like, I love the positive, I love the supportive, but we all tend to attract to the negative. And I look at them and I think, why does somebody, number one, have to make fun of me or what I do or what we're trying to do for the purpose of getting attention? And so many times, rather than I don't even delete comments that are negative like that, I just let them sit there because I think I've seen so many amazing people at Reaction yeah. Therapy they comment for me. Like I'll see people yeah, go in and true. say, bro, quit hating. Like <laughs> there's no reason for you to say this. Like you yeah, don't need no, to be yeah, here. And so for me, the lesson I've learned is you've got to stay focused on what you're here to do, Tom, not on trying to get all the recognition from all the people out there. Like I'm here because I love music. I want to learn about music and I want to spread mental health to the world. Like positive, actual, tangible things that you can take home because you might not be in a place where you can find therapy, you might not be able to afford therapy, or you might not have good therapy mm. around you, or you've had bad experiences. And this might be the place you could take little tidbits of things, apply them to your life and create change where you never would have had that before. So my lesson has been to stay focused on that mission. Gosh, well, that, I don't even, I can't even follow that. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll try to follow it though. Um, my lesson is kind of a different lesson for, it's more personal for me, I guess. And it's that one lesson I've learned is to never give up because this has, this whole journey has been crazy for me. I have had to learn 
the complete learning curve. It's like teaching another language, basically. I mean, I've done YouTube before, a little tiny stuff, but the fact that I've had to learn software, I've had to learn marketing strategies, I've had to learn how to upload video, like just a lot of stuff that I've had to learn, and it has been tough. I have stayed up late nights and early mornings and all around the clock. And Tom even, he even mentions to me, he's like, you got to have a more set schedule. Like, don't work, like, all hours of the day. And for me, it's like, it's just when I get on something, like we mentioned earlier, it's just hard for me to stop until I get it. And so for me, it's never give up because, you know, we I've gotten, I've told him too, everything we've tried to do, we've ended up being able to do. I figured out, I figured it out somehow. And for me, never giving up on what you want to do is huge. And that's mm -hmm. something that I've yeah. So true. Love that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So let's move on. Running a little short on time, but let's go on to this. So, did let's see. Did Tom do his homework? It is time for quote of the podcast. It's so hard for me to think of that. I'm going to steal a quote today. Okay. I know I said I was just going to do Tom quotes, but y'all are getting so bored of Tom quotes. <laughs> I'm going to use a quote from grad school that has stuck with me for over 25 years that I'll never forget. And they taught us this as being therapists. And when you get out and see clients and you're gonna see people who are dysfunctional or not doing well or unhappy or depressed or sad or anxious, and you're gonna not do great all the time, Tom. You're not always gonna fix everybody. You're not gonna say the best thing in the in, all the time. But here's the quote that you can stick with in life. And whether it's your job, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your finances, whether it's decisions you make, things you say or do. The quote that sticks with me day to day is, What's important is what you do after what you've done. I'll never forget that quote. And it was wow. a professor of mine in grad school. What's important is what you do after what you've done. And so anytime I made a mistake in counseling, you know, the professor would say that, look, I know you're down on yourself, but what's important is what you do after what you've done. What's important is what you do next. And so if you dwell on the mistake you just made, if you dwell on the, the thing you just said in the relationship you're in, if you dwell on the money you just spent or you went broke, if you dwell on the fact that you just used again or broke down or relapsed or whatever, if you dwell on any of that, you're going to keep repeating that cycle. If you stop and say, what's important is what I do after what I just did. You can go back, apologize. You can take accountability. You can start correcting mistakes. You can ask for help from somebody. You can change your life for the better. But if all you do is look backwards, you're going to keep repeating the same cycle. So what's important is what you do after what you've done. Can I ask, did you, did you say who told you that? I believe it was Gary Landreth up in North Texas. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure he might've gotten it somewhere else, but I remember hearing that. That's awesome. Yeah. For One me, when, when I think of that, I just think of like, you can't like what's in the past is in the past. You can't really do anything about it. So why? Yeah. You know, it's what you do after yeah. and you always will have, well, you won't always have a next time necessarily, but if you do have a next time, there's, that's the time yeah. to fix it. Like that's the time to yeah. change. So, so true. It's massive. That's a really good quote. So that is your inspirational quote of the day. Take that as you will. Um, but yeah, this is so what life is like when you come in as a client with Tom in the office, you get all these quotes, you get all these sayings <laughs> and you get Tom talking nonstop. You know what you need to do? You need to write, well, you need to write a book. We've told you that for know, years, you but you need to write just a, you could write a book just on quotes. Yeah. Tom, Tom's quote book, or I don't know what it would be called, but we could write a book on reaction therapy reaction, oh, where dude, it's come from. I mean, it's been an amazing journey. That'd be awesome. That's a good and who idea. knows next, right? Yeah. Anyway, so let's close it down. Um, that was a weird way to say let's end it, but any closing announcements you have, this will come out, you know, middle of June. So. I'm super pumped to see what the summer has to yeah. offer. I'm really excited about the upcoming interviews with artists that we have. So oh pumped. my goodness. So pumped. The first hope is that we get artists where we can zoom call or face face to face call. So yeah. you can see them during the interview. We're going to yeah. try our best to do that. The second would be an audio. If they want to just call in and be able to talk, we'll do that with them too. But we are going to have a summer of interviews and conversations and discussions with artists that we've reacted to. So remember, if you have any that you want, any artists that are out there that you want us to try to contact and get on our podcast to talk about mental health, talk about lyrics and their their story, let's do it. Send it to us. Yeah, I just I would back that up and say um, it's it's summer. Um, that's usually a time of rest and relaxation. We talked about anxiety last episode. So I would just say you're probably watching this. Hopefully, hope, the hope is you're on a beach somewhere watching this or on vacation somewhere. It's always good to get that get that rest that you need. 
especially in the middle of summer. Yeah. I know we will be just getting back from a vacation when this comes out. Yeah. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's all I really have to say. I will say last thing is of course I have to pull the Patreon, go check that out. If yeah. you want extra content, this episode will come out a week earlier than you're seeing it right now. If you're just sitting on YouTube and you will get an extra episode of a podcast and also follow the links that are in the description, the TikTok trying to get yep. the 10 K on mm-hmm. TikTok. That's right. See if we can do that also on Instagram, different things like that. And if you want to request a song, it's in the Google form that is in the link in our bio. Yeah. And just thank you so much for being a part of reaction therapy. I cannot say it enough. The gratitude we have for you to tune in, to watch, to support, to comment, and really be a part of this journey. It means so much to us. And we talk about you and think about you all the time. The fact that you would take the time to watch this, write about it, and yep. share it with anybody else in the world. Over 130,000 of you have been gracious enough. And so many of you have even logged onto Patreon and subscribed there. It's been so cool. So thank you for helping us do this every day. Yeah, I will say one other thing. And a YouTube live stream upcoming when you're watching this, I'll be announcing something that's very exciting that will be Patreon only, but it will be very exciting. You might be able to win some merch. Love it. Check that out. And I think that'll do it. Awesome. So we'll see you on the next Reaction Reaction Therapy Therapy Podcast. Podcast.